you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, ladies, welcome to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. This is Janelle Anderson with you, your host. And today I will be introducing you to a new friend of mine, Ann Metcalf, and she will be sharing with you all kinds of great information about gut health and how to fight inflammation in your body, how to be healthy through diet, actually food, I should say, nutrition. So I want to introduce you to Anne. She lives in Delta, BC, Canada, and she loves food. Don't we all? (laughs) And she loves cooking. And she recently embarked on a year-long program based on Ayurveda principles. And she'll be sharing that with us today. And these principles focus on the importance of our gut health and what foods improve our digestion. 20 years ago, Anne experienced an anti-inflammatory disorder called sarcoidosis, and that was Located in her lungs and without medication, she ate her way to wellness. The impact on our health by our choices of what we eat is huge and often invisible until the body starts flaring up with inflammation. So it's super important to understand inflammation and to understand that food can harm us and food can also heal us. So I'm really Excited to have Anne on with us today to talk about this really important topic. So welcome to the show, Anne. Thanks so much, Janelle. And actually, thank you for inviting me uh, to be on your podcast. It's really exciting. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you. This is an important topic. I've struggled a lot with gut health myself, just, you know, it being out of balance. And I've um, taken natural supplements and changed my eating habits so that, you know, I I feel so much better. So I think this is super important and I don't like to take medication myself. And I think that I really believe that food is healing for our bodies. So, um, and like I told you offline, I have a couple of friends who, who suffer from sarcoidosis and it's, it's a horrible disease. So I'm super excited and interested to hear how you used food to help heal that uh, disease. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your story. Well, it started about 19 years ago and I'm a pretty healthy person. I was hiking and doing, I thought I ate pretty good. And then I caught a cold with a cough that didn't go away. And I had this cough for six months and I kept going back to my doctor and I said, you know, do this, do that and nothing worked. And so he sent me for a chest x-ray and that showed up things on my lungs. And then I had a CAT scan and the CAT scan showed scarring coming from the base of my lungs. And my doctor at the time didn't know much about sarcoidosis and that's what the diagnosis was. And so I looked it up on the internet and apparently 
quite a few people have it, but they don't realize that it's, that's what it is. And uh, many people just heal naturally. And those that don't, they said, well, do you end up on prednisone? Well, at that time, I was, uh, I, my first career was a registered nurse. So you know, bells are going off for me and I'm going, I, I don't want to do that. So I just love how the universe comes in and has you meet people. Um, so I met some people that were raw foodists. And so I started that journey and I ate raw food for over a year. Actually, I did it for a few years, uh, but it was tough because you know, almost 20 years ago, there wasn't the, the recipes and the support for eating raw food. And so I went through and I had a smoothie every morning with, it was papaya, avocado, ginger, celery, greens. And I think that was pretty much it. And I had that for breakfast every morning. And then I would have salads. I mean, I was hungry a lot of the time because I probably wasn't really eating properly. Uh, I mean, now I would do it differently. But uh, I went back to the internist a year later and he said, you don't need to come back. You know, you're, you're fine. And the cough went away. I felt better. Uh, yeah, I just I just felt better. And knowing that I that food, what that combination of food is what allowed my body to rebalance itself. So I just, I'm a firm believer that uh, I think it was Hippocrates, no, um, the Hippocratical was Hippocrates, yeah. Um, he said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. But he wasn't actually the first one to say it because it was way back 5,000 years ago when the Vedics started studying the body and food, that that was a truth that they realized. So, yeah, so I went from raw food, vegan, vegetarian, back to omnivore. And with this Ayurvedic um, program that I'm in, I'm finding I'm eating less and less meat. And so I, I know from other people uh, like you, and I've talked to others, and they've gone to more plant-based food. They've healed their depression. So it's, it's uh, mental and physical that uh, it impacts our body. It does. And it makes sense that if we eat real food, raw food, <laughs> that, and more plants too, that uh, that's what our body needs to operate the way that it was meant to. And we have so many processed foods and things that aren't even real food in our in our diet these days. And then even what I've heard about, you know, with meat, you have, you have to be careful with the antibiotics that they're feeding these animals and all of that stuff. And just, it does affect uh, everything. You know, it makes sense. Like our bodies are like little factories. Our cells are like little factories and they, they need the fuel. You know, <laughs> I always think of it this way. Like if you feed your body something that's not real food, your cells are like, what is this? What do I do with this thing? Exactly. Because <laughs> um, our bodies are still based on the hunter-gatherer physicality that we had thousands and thousands of years ago. And I mean, creator source put this incredible system, body, mind, and yes. spirit into place in mm -hmm. our body mm -hmm. so that though we could, it could 
uh, nourish us with what was with what we found. And nowadays, uh, we don't have to go hunting, um, and we don't have to go without sort of. I mean, they would have meat when it was available, and then they would have nuts and seeds and and whatever other the roots and things. And so our body knew how to digest that. You know, you know the 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 brain and the gut brain and the vagus nerve and the whole system knew what to do with it. And then we add all this processed food, they're chemicals, and they've, they've been so changed from their natural state that the body, as you just as you said, the body's going, what the heck is this? And, it, it, and what happens is we get that inflammatory response because you've got, we've got 60 plus trillion cells that just love and adore us. And they know one system. And apparently it takes thousands of years for the body to actually shift the way it does things. So we've only introduced that processed food, you know, for the last, you know, 50, 60 years. And all, and yeah, so the body's going, I don't know what to do with this. So it gets inflamed in, in the gut. The actual gut gets inflamed and sends signals to the body. And quite often, it, we don't pick up on those signals, sometimes years. And then all of a sudden we get sick. You might get diabetes, you might get heart, heart disease or arthritis. And now they're associating it even with Alzheimer's. So like, where did that come from? Well, it came from years of eating inflammatory foods which is the processed food. It's also um, I, what I kind of call the inflammatory five. I mean, wheat is a big one. And it's the wheat probably from 10,000 years ago when we started growing grains, that wheat is different from what it is now. And some of it is not even genetically modified. It's been hybridized so that it grows taller. So they haven't put genes into it, but they've changed, somehow changed the genetic structure just within the wheat itself. And the body doesn't recognize that. And so you've got the wheat and there's a lot of other sort of gluten kinds of foods and that uh, dairy, uh, all the cheeses, like the pizza that people like to have, all that, I mean, that's like a, a double whammy. <laughs> Right. Um, so there's uh, there's uh, there's those um, and the sugars and natural sugars. Fine. The body knows what to do with the sugar in an apple or a raisin or a date. And it just gets digested lower down in the digestive tract. And it kind of takes some of those. It even takes some of the fats with it out the body say, okay, fats, come on, we're going, we're going down, uh, down the tube uh, <laughs> in a good way. And so those, and now with this, like, oh, there must be at least over 60 different kinds of imitation sugars. And so the body, again, sees that as sugars. And then that plays another game with the brain and new neuron pathways that create that addictive like sense um, that we have with sugars because it's really hard. Because I think I was reading how the that desire for sugar is like a natural aspect of our body because we, we need those sugars uh, sometimes just for quick energy. 
But when we add the processed food, then we get those extra things. And then with also with the processed food, you've got genetically modified corn, soy. And so all those things add to this pool. And it's like this invisible thing going on inside us. And I'm not sure if the hunter-gatherers, but I, I'm pretty sure the Ayurvedic uh, mystics looked at the, the, well, they did, they looked at the total body. Well, tell us a little bit about the Ayurvedics and what is that all about? Um, what's, what makes it different than most diet programs out there? It's actually, it's not a diet program. It's a lifestyle. It's a philosophy and it's a lifestyle. And it's 5,000 years old. And these Vedics looked at the human body. And I think there was a lot of divine understanding that came through them as they looked at the body, they looked at the food that people ate. And they were able to sort of um, recognize this relationship between the food and people's health. And they look at the body as this total being. You know, we are this body, mind, and spirit. We are a, a gift of and from the universe. And so is the food we eat, everything we eat. And, and even, you know, when we take walks in nature, that is also nurturing us. And when we eat that food, especially when it's organic, I think organic for me is it's, it's a better way to go. Um, just because the farmers are, to me, just they're caring about the soil more, about the plants they're growing. They're not adding the additives to the soil and letting the plants be the plant. And then we eat that energy. And so the way the, the Ayurvedic would cure people was that they looked at the cause, not that they looked at the symptoms. Okay, what's presenting? And then what's causing that? Whereas I think today, we run to the drugstore to look for the little pill that will fix the symptom and that covers it up, but it doesn't deal with. And if, if it sort of looks like it has healed that part, the body is still working at trying to reduce or get rid of sort of the toxins from the processed food. And actually, my Ayurvedic coach was saying that actually 90% of the toxins in our body actually come from um, poor digestion. And I was really shocked. I just thought it would be the other way around that all the environmental toxins, which have a huge impact, and they do have an impact on us. But the, uh, so if our digestion is off balance, then that body's and well, I guess it's like the inflammation is coming from that toxic digestion that has happened properly. So you've got food that's undigested, then that our cell, this, um, the lining on in the uh, along the digestive tract is one cell thick. And so when you've got inflammation, that's where the leaky gut comes in. And then you've got this. Uh, partially digested food going into the blood system and it, it gets distributed around the body and the rest of the body's going like, what the heck? <laughs> what is this stuff? And so it does what it only knows how to do and, and deals with it. And then the inflammation and the disease happens. Yeah. And I remember when my husband had open heart surgery back in 20, 
13, I think, learning back then that, you know, we used to be told it was the saturated fats that built up in the arteries, but now they're saying it's inflammation is more dangerous than that, than the fats, because, uh, you know, inside even of our blood vessels, there's inflammation, which is constricting. And um, can, that's really more of the cause of heart disease. And I'm sure, you know, like diabetes and um, you think about all the cancer that people are battling right now. And so many people are battling cancers just like crazy. And I wonder how much of that is coming from our environment or from our, our food source, um, Alzheimer's, you know, you have Crohn's disease, all those digestive disorders, IBS, um, just, it's crazy, you know, and it makes sense that we need to start with our food and we've gotten so, uh, conditioned in our society to go to the doctor, like you said, and take that pill. And then that causes a side effect. So then you have that to deal with, you know, every time I watch a commercial for a pharmaceutical, they have all these disclaimers. Well, this can cause, you know, dizziness and and sleeplessness and depression and suicidal thoughts, but Hey, take it so you can have a better life. (laughs) I know. I know. It is crazy. And people buy into it because they don't know. And if they knew that they have the power within them, they, and that it's, some of it is the sixth sense and some of it is, you know, and which is partly that intuitive knowing. I mean, with my program, Trust Your Gut, it's teaching people how to tap into their innate wisdom. We've got this whole body of cells and spirit that is willing to teach us if we were only ready to listen. (laughs) And the other thing with doctors, bless their hearts, they don't get much training in nutrition. No, they don't. don't. And they, they get so little. And even just the past six months, I've been learning so much about the current uh, recent research that a lot of naturopaths, uh, doctors, um, the different, um, doctors that treat uh, intestinal issues and they're realizing and the science is showing that just about everything all our diseases are caused by inflammation in the gut so when we cut down on the uh, foods that cause that inflammation and they know like the the dairy and the other thing and i'm not saying don't eat meat um, but be aware that what you are what the animals are eating so especially in the states they feed them hormones in canada they're not allowed to feed the cows hormones they do get antibiotics to fatten them up and so those things act on our bodies so you are uh what the animal ate or what it was given in its life process and total sense yeah. Right, it ends up in their yeah, muscles yeah. and their tissues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and there's just uh, there was a beautiful uh, movie called Temple Grandin, and she's um, got her PhD, and she had uh, severe autism, and she learned she had this mind where she could see pictures, and she learned to talk to cows. And she, she revolutionized how the cow industry uh, dealt with 
the cows, not so much on what they ate, but in how they were processed. Um, and just the movement of um, collecting them uh, to the slaughterhouse. But she did it with such compassion that there wasn't the fear in the animal that is, again, in their tissue, yes. which we're eating. Right. right? That's true. Too. Yeah. Mm. And so there's so many different aspects. I mean, the food is one, you know, learning how to sort of de-stress uh, is another and taking those nature walks um, and, and having that positive outlook um, is, is really important. And there's one, there's a couple of things with the Ayurvedic that I'd like to share with your listeners. And there's a couple of things that I've introduced to my diet that up until six months ago, um, I hadn't really ever heard about. <laughs> so I go, whoa, um, I love these adventures. And one is ghee. G-H-E-E, and it's clarified butter, and I make it from grass-fed um, butter, and it's really easy to make at home, and you can buy it on the shelf, or you can buy it even on Amazon, and basically, ghee has been shown to reduce the inflammation in your gut lining, and so it's, if people wanted to do a couple of things, uh, look at the inflammatory five, but also look at adding ghee to their cooking. You can add it to your vegetables. I add it when I cook my rice in my pressure cooker. And it's just, it's a wonderful food source. And they did research on it. And they found that the, they tested the people for environmental toxins, the PCBs and some other just general toxins. And they went on a, a cleanse. And I did that a few weeks ago. And you, you're drinking increasing amounts of liquid ghee. And they tested them after. And they found that there was a 49% reduction in PCBs. Wow. That they associated with the ghee because it has this ability to pull that out. It actually helps pull it out of the liver and other parts of the body. And there was a 57% reduction in the other environmental toxins. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how do you make ghee? I've heard of ghee before. Yeah. Uh, basically you take a pound of butter, organic, uh, grass fed, uh, ideally, and you bring it up to a slow boil. And then once it boils, you just turn it down to very low heat. So it just looks like it's just sort of simmering mm -hmm. for about an hour and a white film forms on the surface and that is the protein oh okay. so the water gets evaporated mm -hmm. and the proteins form on the top and sometimes on the bottom of the uh, the pan and you scoop that off put it through a cheesecloth strainer and you end up with this gorgeous clear golden yellow ghee wow. and it's shelf stable you don't put it in the fridge Wow. Because there's no fat. I mean, it's all, it's all fat, but there's no water and there's no protein. And so people who are sensitive to dairy, and they actually did research with uh, kids who had milk allergies. Uh, oh, that's sorry. That was different, but they boiled the milk. That, that, that was, sorry, confusing your listeners. <laughs> uh, but there's, uh, for those who maybe have milk sensitivity, you actually boil milk. And those kids... Uh, all their issues just went down. 
with wow. a bottle of milk. And so, and the ghee is the is a healthy fat. It it, it doesn't accumulate like the um, oh the other sort of the other well, even right. butter because it does the, the butter has the fat and the protein whereas ghee mm-hmm. doesn't. And they've been using it for thousands of years in in India. And the other thing that I've been learning is how important spices are. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, spices are very healing. Uh, Garam masala and even black pepper actually helps with digestion. So I'm going, oh, so I'm sprinkling a little more black pepper uh, on my food because I'm going, oh, okay. yeah, so it's very exciting um, with this Ayurvedic nutrition program. Yeah, it sounds like it's yeah really beneficial and full of um, such important information that we don't usually hear about. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, I mean, I and it's fairly. I mean, it's thousands of years old in India, and yet a lot of the that population is going towards the faster foods. And because, it, you know, it takes time to make your own ghee, you can buy it. But the, the ghee that I found on the, there's a few Indian stores in Vancouver, and they can get huge jars of it, but it's not organic. And I'm going, you know what? I want to know that I've, I'm especially grass-fed, so they're not fed any of the grains or uh, they're not getting the antibiotics. And so if you know especially if you're in a community where you know the farmer, then that's perfect. Or if a local producer, because that's where I get one of the sources of my my butter is a a local producer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I think that's one of the things that keeps people from going this route is that we have been conditioned into, you know, everything has to be fast. It's easier just to take a pill from the doctor or, you know, and to take the time to learn this and then start doing, you know, what you're talking about doing and finding the sources and all that, but it's definitely worth it. And yeah, it used to be, that's what people had to do because they didn't have a grocery store down the road to go buy stuff. Um, So getting back to nature and basics sounds like that's, the way to go if you want to be really healthy. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to look mm-hmm. into this ghee thing. Oh yes, I I would strongly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So let's talk about your what you have to offer to the audience. Uh it's called Trust Your Gut, Mindful Eating, right? Healing naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's the first program that I did. And I was teaching the participants uh, to muscle test for their food that was healthy for their body. And as I've been playing with it, I've now sort of uh, changed it a little bit to checking for foods that are inflammatory or supportive. Okay. And because for some people, wheat might not be a problem or sorghum, or einkorn, um, that was one grain recommended. It's an ancient grain that has not, and it hasn't been hybridized. So it's, a, it's the original grain from you know, thousands of years ago.
we use a pendulum because we're all energy. Our food is energy. We're energy. And our body has this intuitive knowing that what our body needs at a given time. And so we learn to, we use the body sway movement. So we check, okay, what's, what's the yes for your body? Is it swaying forward or is it swaying sideways for yes? Or, and then you ask what it is for no. So you, it's a little more time consuming to begin with. And it's learning to trust your intuition because we have that skill. We all do. I mean, we've been put here on this planet with everything we need. And so when we learn to trust the gut, the gut reaction, the physical gut, and then the spiritual intuitive gut, then we can create that balance for ourselves. And so the Trust Your Gut program, um, I'll give you the, uh, the web link so that they can have that. And the other thing I've got, it's a little meditation that I sort of helped co-create and it's called Quaking Aspens. And it can be found on my app, Authentic Sacred Design. And if they go into the app and they go under mindfulness practices, it will say, it'll have say Quaking Aspen and it's a way of bringing nature into your home. So it's got music, there's no words to it. So you just feel into the scenery of these aspens. A few of them are from my neighborhood. Most of them are from uh, back east, Eastern Canada. And this uh, uh, woman created the music to go with it. So it's just a really nice way just to sit and relax, which is what we also need to do. Take that time. That sounds wonderful. I'm going to check that out. Definitely your app. And um, I'm on your app somewhere, aren't I? Yes, you are. Uh, soon to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Soon to be. yes. <laughs> well, we will put the link in the show notes for those offers, the course and the uh, link to the down to download your app and to look for that meditation. It sounds very relaxing and wonderful. And thank you for sharing with us all about, you know, your your story and um, how we can use food to heal our gut and heal our bodies. And and it's been interesting to hear about the Ayurvedic nutrition, which I've heard people talking about lately, but I didn't really knew, know what it was. Who were the Vedic Vedics? Who were they? I think it's Vedics. They were sort of the ancient sages of India. So they were the wise ones. And I suspect they probably meditated a lot and tuned into creator source and their bodies and just realize that um, we, we can look after ourselves. We've been given that gift. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we, in our culture, especially we're so out of touch with our bodies. And so um, people are learning more and more about that. I know for me, I didn't realize how out of touch I was until I started dancing this Contra dance, it's called. And I realized that, you know, you have to like be aware of where you're putting your feet and where you're, you know, how you're moving to this music. And um, it really teaches you to start being aware of your body more. And I remember thinking, gosh, I, I think I'm really out of touch. <laughs> and then, and then through my own journey with 
digestion issues, like really learning to tune into things that are happening and what is my body telling me? I, I think that's for a lot of people, a new concept that they can actually listen to their body and your body. It, it has a lot of intelligence. You have these different brains, they say, you know, cause you have a lot of nerves in your gut and it's not just your brain. Um, one of the teachers I've learned from, uh, her name is Amanda Blake. And she talks about your brain goes all the way to your fingers and toes. That's how she puts it. We have nerve endings and we have, you know, uh, sensory receptors, you know, in our gut and all through our body, really, that are taking in information and can tell us things if we learn to listen. So I think that's really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again for coming, Anne. This has been really great and interesting. And listeners, you will get a lot of uh, wisdom from this and take away some tips, you know, even like learning how to make ghee. That's huge. Let us know uh, if there's anything you got out of this episode that you'd like to learn more about and definitely reach out to Anne and get her free offers there and uh, start really taking care of yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much, Janelle. Really appreciate uh, being and sharing. So everybody, as usual, thanks for listening and be confident, be real and be you. And we'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.